beautiful people. Welcome to 321 No Kidding. Bobby the Awesome here. I've already had a very exciting morning. All I did was try to go get some coffee and um, connected with someone new on Facebook. And I'm excited to, uh, you know, listen and learn more from, from this person. So that was pretty exciting. As well as just saw a post on Instagram that melted my heart. Um, someone who listens to the show just got to 30 days. So that is like awesome. Just totally made my morning, made me a, a bit emotional if I'm, if I'm being honest. Um, you know, every, every person, every person's wins are, are all of our wins in this community as far as I'm concerned. And, uh. Yeah, just just started my day off right. So on to our September 14th reading. Cruising right along, huh? Maxwell Maltz says, glance at negatives, but focus on positives. Ooh, I think I'm going to like this. It is always easy for a chemically dependent person to focus on negatives or gambler. Up until now, we've had little experience with positives. But now we can learn to use life's negatives as tools for learning rather than as an outline for continued failure. Taking an inventory will turn them into such tools and rid us of excess baggage we've been carrying for so long. There's our suitcases, guys. See this baggage thing? By making a searching and fearless moral inventory, writing it all down on paper, we can see the past for what it was, recognize what caused it, and think about what we can learn from it. Then, and only then, can the past be disposed of. Oh, so true. Our disease has kept us from looking at the positive side of many things, but we already, find, we already can find many positive changes in our lives. We are more healthy, more emotionally stable. Our minds are clear again, and we have a higher power to protect and love us. Soon, we'll be able to find joy wherever we look and realize the value of positive thinking. Today, help me see the positives in my negatives. Okay, so you might know that I'm an advocate for positivity. I mean, positivity is no gamble is our tagline, right? And it's because we believe in it. I believe in it. And I've seen it to be true. And it it says that up until now, we've had little experiences with positives. For me the evolution was, it's not that the positives weren't there. It was that I couldn't see them. I had blinders on. How, how easy is it to count our blessings when we've just, you know, pissed away three weeks worth of paychecks or we're hurting someone by not showing up or being honest? We can learn, but it's saying now we can learn to use life's negatives as tools for learning rather than an outline for continued failure. If I, I didn't know it at the time, okay, but the evolution of this year and understanding the things that have happened in, in my journey called life, I, I could go one of two ways, right? I could, I could still be in, in the thick of things, you know, drinking, gambling, whatever, that, that's my choice, or I could I could be grateful for all of those things and share the outcomes 
with folks and maybe be more relatable, but also look at what I've learned and who I've become because of those things. I've always felt a bit like an outsider when it came to my philosophies on not having children, um, how to, you know, be in relationships, what my rules and my thoughts were about relationships. And I just had my own way of thinking. And I've always felt like it was, I was definitely the odd duck. I couldn't, I couldn't relate to people who said they were lonely or that they wanted to be in a relationship because I was like, whoa, like that's work. You know, <laughs> that's a, that's a lot of things. And it wasn't until I stopped gambling that I could actually relate now to these these people, to, to the, the people, probably most of the people. I can kind of understand that a little bit. And it was through discovering how the negatives were actually positives. At least that's how it applied for me. Taking an inventory will turn them into such tools and rid us of the excess baggage we've been carrying for so long. That's so, so true. I've referenced this before, and I'm going to read this book, hopefully on my road trip. I feel like I almost need to be on a, I don't know, a year-long road trip to uh, consume all the material that I want. But the we are the lucky ones, just that premise of folks that have survived an addiction and did the work to gain the clarity. I mean, maybe they're not doing the work initially to gain the clarity, but once we find the clarity after doing the work and come out of it where we can, you know, when you go from the lowest low of, of, of being suicidal or depressed or just so ingrained misery, when you go from that, it's, I think it's much easier to, or I don't know if easier is the right word, but when you see a, a magnificent sunset or children playing in a playguard, playground without screaming, you know, like, fun laughter. When you start seeing those little things, I think they become more vibrant because everything was muted for so long and so dark for so long. So it's a gift. Addiction is a gift. I can't believe I just said that, but it, it can be a gift. I know, I know that if, if you're in a spot that maybe it doesn't feel that way or that's hard to hear or that doesn't make sense. I promise you, if you, you know, take the next step and take the next step and just keep, keep trying that someday you will, you will believe me, you will see it, you will feel it and you'll, you'll be motivated to not ever want to go back because vibrant is the perfect word. I love that word. I don't know where I didn't why I didn't use it before, but that's really what life is like once the addictions are behind us. Everything becomes more vibrant and clear. By making a searching and fearless moral inventory, writing it down on paper, we can see the past for what it was, recognize what caused it, and think about what we can learn from it. And that's the key, guys. I'm always telling you, we got to do the work, right? So whether you choose to do formal 12 steps in a 12-step room, whether you choose the recovery Dharma way where you're answering those questions we went through, or maybe it's working through your church. Um, 
I know like our church has this, I haven't gone to it, but they call it growth track. And it, I, I get the sense that it's about networking and people aligned with, you know, learning more about their faith and, and that kind of stuff. It could be an avenue like that. It could be with your sponsor or maybe just a friend. It, you have so many options to sort through all this. Whatever works for you is what I'm going to advocate for all day long, every day. But as you go through this process, now I will remind you that my process started almost four years ago when I was in treatment and did the fifth step for the first time after, well, doing, doing the steps for the first time in this context and, and doing some of that digging deep on a level I never did before. And then I remember sitting in the room with the, with the chaplain and telling him all these things that I didn't even want to write on paper. Like, Oh, it just, it, it still turns my stomach a little bit. Like I can, turn the negative of shame into the positive of sharing to help people release their baggage. So that's the negative or the positive spin to that. But I can remember feeling like once I said this stuff to him, once I released this baggage, this negativity, I can't change it, right? I can't go back and change it. But what I can do is move forward to never have a list that looks like that again. And that's how you free yourself from the negativity. And we talk about boundaries and the people in our lives and the circles that we keep. That's another big piece of this, guys. Because if you have, let's say you stop. And I, by the way, I'm apologizing for calling you guys guys. Um, it's the people I'm around with. I get referred to as guys. And it's it's just a habit I've picked up. So I apologize for that if... I'm not trying to be offensive. It's more a collective, like guys, like gang, like hello. But I think you understand that. Anyway, once we do that, that digging and start moving forward, if we are still immersed in, in circles of people that are either still using or that don't understand, like there's people, I know there's people that, Maybe they aren't in the, in the throes of addiction. However, they're just draining. Like they never have anything nice to say. Um, there's a lady that comes to mind in one of my meditation groups. You know, it's like, how you doing? Oh, everything sucks. The sky is falling. This hurts. Ah, bah, 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 bah. You know, you can't you can't affiliate yourself with those folks too much because that'll drain you too. So it's, it's twofold. It's not only giving up the addiction and focusing on the positive and having a clean mind. Our buckets, when we first quit, our buckets aren't going to be overflowing with the positivity that we want to get to, right? So we don't have it to overcome the people in our circles that still want to be negative. We're, we have to fight for ourselves and protect our positivity. Like I love that. That just captures it. So if you're exposed to people like that, it's okay to move away from them. And I, you know, I use this, I've used this line and it works for me. Doing this would be harmful for my recovery. You know, like if, if I can't be in a situation or whatever, I'm sorry, I can't do that. It, it's not a good choice for me. And it's just that simple. And guys, we don't have to explain ourselves to anyone. I still find myself doing it because it's just who, who I am. I feel like it's, um, 
a kind or a con- like a considerate kind of thing and um really we don't have to so you're gonna help me get stronger at that that's one of my weaknesses and I'm kind of feeling it a little bit today um so I guess that's why it's there (laughs) but anyway I'm focused on the positivity so we're not gonna worry about that this second our disease has kept us from looking at the positive side of many things but already we can find many positive changes in our lives all right I'm gonna share a little story real quick about when I had quit gambling the first time it was it was I'm trying to think if I quit in August I'm not sure if it was my first year or my second year in January well I had a cousin that I had lent my car to because I had I had had a company car they took it away but I had bought a new car how did it work oh I had it and then I got issued a company car so I gave it away so I didn't, I, I ended up buying a new car because I wasn't going to take it away. So I gave it to my cousin and um, she has, a, she has an accident with it and the car is totaled. So it was still insured in my name. And I remember when I quit gambling, <laughs> one of the thoughts I had was, well, how am I going to come across free money anymore? You know, like I felt like there would never be surprise bonus money, so to speak, because I wasn't gambling. So I run no risk of getting, you know, going to bingo and having um, $500 that wasn't expected or or whatever that looked like. And that was a thought that bothered me. Well, the week my cousin crashed the car, um, I got, I was walking in a parking lot and I found a gift card for Dunkin' Donuts and it had like $5 on it. And then I had some trouble with my flights. So Southwest gave me a $100 travel voucher. And then I get a call from the insurance company and they total the car and I get a check for a couple grand. Now, it was, it was interesting. And I, I tell you the part about me believing that there'd never be found money. But also that when dealing with the, the car, you know, I didn't, I didn't berate my cousin. I, I wasn't even mad. I really didn't. I didn't care. I was happy she was safe. Um, I felt bad that she didn't, you know, she didn't have a car anymore, but it wasn't, I didn't feel anger or anything. So the positive that came out of that was we ended the, the contract on the car and I actually, essentially the universe rewarded me. So there was a positive in that situation. I know it's kind of extreme, but that's what popped in my head when I was reading that. So I had to share it and you haven't heard that story before. Uh, we are more healthy, more emotional, stable. Our minds are clear again. We talk about this all the time, right? There are our brains, our bodies, our emotions. We have to we have to focus on those as a way of of life to stay healthy and it will help us see more positive and it keeps us away from the boredom, away from the triggers. Wait until you hear who was it? I interviewed someone. Oh, I interviewed someone yesterday. It'll come out while I'm gone. But the way she tells us and how to handle stress, I'm like, OMG, life-changing stuff. And I actually, not too long after I finished interviewing her, I used it a couple times yesterday and uh, I felt better already. So I'm excited about these practices. So stay, stay tuned. Her name is L. Anyway, yes, we don't need to be stressed. 
and we have a higher power to protect and love us. Soon we'll be able to find joy wherever we are and realize the value of positive thinking. Today help me let me wow. Today help me see the positives in my negatives. And on that note, I am going to I'm going to give you one more example of a positive and negative, especially if you're someone who maybe doesn't hasn't followed along all along and, and maybe have missed some things. The my last I know you guys are probably tired of hearing about this, but my last relationship was intense because it was the first time I, I realize this now. I didn't realize it at the time, but I realize it now and it's becoming clearer. It was such a level of intensity because there was nothing it was all it was all at least on my end, it was all true, right? Because now I didn't have gambling to mask it. I may have used alcohol a little in it, but that didn't really become part of the dynamic until the end, which is right. So alcohol use together went up and the end was intimate. Is that how you say it? Imminent? Imminent danger. Yeah. So anyway, so there was a correlation there. But in the beginning, when it was really good, it was because I was being more open and honest and um, feeling. I had feelings. That's why the, f- the feelings of it ending hurt so bad was because I was feeling on this level that I've never felt before. However, you know, like having this this crazy relationship and it it being, you know, a negative, so to speak. Originally, I was going to I was going to move. I was going to move away. I was going to move into his house. I was going to, you know, be under the scope of of his life, right? And I've told you, I'm independent. So that's how convoluted my thinking was. I'd like to think it was cuz it was how much I loved him, but I was willing to give up all the stuff cuz stuff didn't really matter to me, but I was Essentially, I would have maybe traded my identity a little or my livelihood or my independence, whatever you want to call it. I saw the value in that. Anyway, it didn't work out, right? And even though I looked at it, you know, as a negative from the the perspective of maybe I failed, which I know now it was not me at all. I did not. I was not the reason of the demise. It was just what it was. But this whole relationship, you know, planning my life this way for a few years and and all these things, it could be construed as a negative. But here's the thing. It absolutely 100% was not a negative. I learned how to feel. I learned exactly what my standards are and what the warning signs are and what I will and won't tolerate. I was really struggling with how do I balance recovery in the sense of being, you know, like what I believe recovery was, being kind and um, taking ownership of anything that came up. I, I learned how to handle these situations and be a better person. And now going forward, I think I will do a better job in relationships. I know I'll do a better job in relationships. 
because I'm not the same person anymore and I'll never shortchange myself the way I did. You know, like I took all the stuff, you know, his craze and turned it into my stuff. Like, what do I, what can I do to fix this? And aside from all that, he's a wonderful man who taught me so many things. I've, I've given him credit before. I've, I've told you that I wouldn't have gone to church. I, I don't think if, um, it wasn't for him. I wouldn't have explored. I, I wouldn't have explored church and my spirituality. I don't think I, I might have with my step 11 work, but I don't think so. But opening my eyes to a lot of things like that, opening my eyes to being just vulnerable and that it can be worth it. It could suck, but it can be worth it. There was a, there was a lot of lessons that I learned. So that's just one example of a positive to a negative. And you probably, you know, I'm guessing if you're out there, you've been in a relationship and there's been highs and lows and goods and bads and all that. So how about, here we go. Here's, here's your homework for the day. I haven't been given homework a lot. I really should since I'm going to be gone for a while. I should give you a month's worth of homework. Um, here's what I want you to do. I want you to think it could be a relationship, a job, a situation. I want you to reflect back and even if you have this bitter taste in your mind mind and your heart about it try to find one positive at least one there may be more if you start really looking but see if you can identify something positive out of a bad experience or situation that's your challenge for today because we got to start by practicing right and I think I would start with something that there's not as much emotion around you know, so maybe a job from 10 years ago or, or a relationship, two relationships ago. If, if you look at something that is more recent and wounds might be open, it may be harder to do. I mean, if you're up for the challenge, go for it. But that's how I want you to think and look. So, all right, that is my spiel for today. I got to get ready for my next call. Um, I, I will be honest, guys. I'm getting a little sad that I won't be with you every day. This has become kind of my way of life. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do without touching base every day and reading every day. So we will, we will see how that goes on the road. I, I am very excited about what's coming with all the guests, but I still, I'm starting to feel a little sad about it. Since I tell you everything, that's something else I have to tell you. All right, beautiful people. I hope you have a fabulous day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Well